0: right here in Wonderland. What's up, Wonders? Welcome back to another episode of The Pod. I'm super psyched for this Thanksgiving week episode where I'm talking to Erin Stutland, who many loyal listeners might remember. She's been on the show before, but we talk about totally different things today. We get into body image as a fitness instructor and a fitness guru in a lot of ways. She's the developer of Shrink Session, which many of you know and might love, I love. Um, we get into her story with that and it's it's really fascinating. She's awesome. I really connect with Erin a lot. I like her a lot. I love her. She's really, really an awesome person. So I'm so excited to get to today's episode and really quick, if you're listening to this, I would definitely sign up for her free challenge that she's doing right now, which is actually how I found her and how I got obsessed with her but she's doing a brand new challenge where there's just five minute workouts that you get and it starts with this soul stroll which is amazing and basically it's like the whole concept of shrink session we'll get into but it's putting mantras with movement and it's really fantastic and it might sound weird but just trust me you guys it's like linking the mind body spirit stuff with the physical body stuff and it's Really fantastic, and not weird at all. It might sound weird, but it's it's really just fun. And anyway, so every day you get that soul stroll the first day, and then you get these fresh video five-minute workouts, so five minutes, five minutes. Everybody can do five minutes. Um, is get up from your desk you do it for five minutes it gets your heart pumping endorphins flowing sweat moving maybe perhaps and it's it's really great i i did it the challenge the say it sweat it get it challenge i did it i did the five minute workouts for the week and I loved it and I got hooked and um, ended up signing up for a shrink session and now I do the workouts in the mornings most days and I love it. It's amazing because you can just always have access to it and then that way, you know, if you're traveling home for the holidays, you have your shrink session and you can, you know, do a workout in the morning or in the evening or whatever and, you know, it's it's just really fun. So I love it. I'm really grateful for Erin. Maybe check it out if you think it sounds interesting. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. I just want to give you a quick shout out, you listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for turning me on your headphones. Thank you for giving me a reason to have conversations with these people I really respect and look up to. And thank you for connecting with me and following me on Instagram and commenting on Instagram and on facebook and in the other places but you know instagram especially i guess it's it's grown and we're growing and there's more people listening which is amazing and this is what i've always wanted to do you guys i've wanted to interview cool people and have people actually want to hear the interviews and wait for the new interview and we're back to weekly which was my goal and i did it this year and thanks to my amazing producer amanda i'm grateful for you I'm grateful to all of you who listen. I'm grateful for my guests. I'm just so freaking grateful. So I hope you guys are grateful this week. I hope you take some time to just be really kind to yourself. And no matter what happens, no matter what you eat, no matter what happens with your family, any of it, just know that you are awesome and forgive yourself and just be nice to yourself because We're mean to ourselves most of the time, so just try to combat that by really focusing on treating yourself with some kindness and compassion and love, and I'll stop being so like mushy and gushy and and just get to the episode, but I really just wanted to say that. So anyways, if you find value in it at all, it would be super cool if you could leave a review on iTunes, and even cooler if you could tell a friend about the show as well, so we can grow even more, and I'm really excited for the holiday season, I'm really excited for the new year. And I'm just really excited that I get to record episodes every week and talk to you guys every week and get to know you in person and online. And it's been fantastic. So again, thank you and happy Thanksgiving. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm so excited that one of my favorite people in the whole world, Erin Stutland, the entrepreneur, extraordinaire, performer, actress, founder of Shrink Session, which I'm obsessed with, is here and I'm so excited. She's returning to the podcast, so if you want to hear more about her story in depth you can listen to that episode I should have looked what number it is but I'll put that in the show notes but thank you so much for coming back and talking to me again Erin it's so great to have you here
1: thank you so much for having me again I love talking to you and your community of wonderland folks yes
0: yes it's wonderful yes (laughs) thank you
1: thank you so much
0: so like we were talking about um Before we started recording, it's been almost two years since I had you on the podcast, which seems crazy. That is crazy. That means that Shrink Session has been in my life for two years, which is amazing and like seems like it's been in my life forever, but also it seems like I just found you and just found it. So um, cool.
1: I know it's crazy. Two years, it flies by so fast.
0: It really does. It really does. So you've expanded and Lots has changed, and lots has grown for you in your life. You've gotten married since we've talked and just had so much success with sh- shrink session and everything you do. So I would love if you could tell us like what's inspiring to you in your life right now? What are you most excited about what's what's mm. going on with you? Catch us up. <laughs> mm.
1: wow, well, yeah it ha- it's so much has happened. Gosh, you're right. I mean, I think just the. I will say just diving right deeply into the personal um, right away cuz why not, right? Why not?
0: That's what
1: uh, And we'll tell all the folks what trink session is all about if you're sitting here wondering like, well, they can they can click on the notes, right? So they know yeah, what going is Yeah, and we'll get into about. it because yeah, yeah. it's
0: inevitably going to come up because yeah. I'm obsessed with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's a really fun workout that combines uh dance and kickboxing and yoga and mantras and all that good stuff. But we'll we'll get into it. But um yeah. yeah, on a personal note, gosh, so much has happened in the last two years. I did um I did get married and you know that is um that alone is a huge, huge life transition. Um, I think what, probably one of the biggest. And I will say, um, hands down, without a doubt, like of all the wonderful things that have happened in my life, uh, you know, with my business and all the adventures that I've gotten to go on as a creative person, uh, getting married is, is hands down by far the, the best thing to ever happen to me. Mm. Um, and, and falling in love and being in love and having that love it's, it's expanded, um, my heart in a way I didn't know was possible. And, um, it's been so, so tremendous and so beautiful. And as a result, you know, it's informed everything else that I do, obviously everything else in my business. But one thing I will say, um, and anyone who's listening, I don't know if you experience this as well, but, you know, after I got married, I really sort of actually felt like I went into a little cocoon and so much about that first, you know, those first few months were really all about sort of turning inward and kind of nesting and kind of building the the groundwork laying the groundwork to really build a family the future of a family so it was really less about um out, output and outwardness you know it was much more about going inward which was a really different experience for me because I've, you know, been in business now for for probably about five years. And then being a performer before that, everything was really about outward expression and the doing and the acting and the being out there. And and when I say acting, I just mean taking action. Um, And after getting married, it was really about like turning inward and sort of uh, just going inside and seeing, you know, what, what was really important. So that's been a really beautiful thing and and a different thing for me most certainly. And, um, I would say, you know, in the last two months, I feel like I'm I'm like emerging again as a, as a whole new butterfly (laughs) from that, from that cocoon. cocoon. Yeah. Um, which is also really exciting because I feel like a new version of me is sort of emerging a new version that will come, come through and, the in the products that I do and the things that I talk about. Um, so it's a really, it's a really cool, exciting time. That's what is inspiring me right now is sort of this new outward feeling that I haven't felt in, in many, many, many months.
0: That's so exciting. And it's so great for us. And I I know that we kind of jumped ahead from what you do, because I'm assuming that a lot of people listening might already know about you, already listened to the other podcast If they haven't, like I said, we'll get into it. But what's what's really cool is that the people who follow you like myself get to go through that transition with you and it sounds like to me it's almost kind of into a more feminine way of kind of letting things come to you and receiving and going inward and to watch what comes out of that through your work and your expression and your creativity will be really cool, so I'm really excited about it, and I love that you're sharing about it, you know, in this podcast, and you recently wrote a great blog post, and I love reading all your newsletters and your your posts, and there was this one recently, I think I read it last week, about communication and using your words to heal do you remember Mm. that one yeah yeah sure and i just i loved that that post so much and you spoke about your relationship with your husband a little bit in that and i was wondering if you could kind of talk about the power of words um and what that experience taught you because i think it's so relevant to your work with shrink session and Mm. the mantras and speaking the mantras as we're moving so it really fits well with that
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one, one thing that I wrote about specifically in the post was, you know, sort of talking about this experience of, uh, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll come home from a long day at work and maybe have something really exciting uh, to share Um, And I could feel his excitement. I could feel his enthusiasm. And sort of before he gets, you know, to launch into that, perhaps, you know, there's some some days where like I'm brewing on something, maybe something that's been bothering me for the last few hours or something that I've been like holding off on talking about uh, with him. And I'll sort of just launch into what I think is, is most important, which is like my issue and my problem. And and, um, and and I just kind of will go off not really necessarily taking a moment to think about how those words are going to land on him at that particular time when he's feeling enthusiasm or open or excited. It's almost as though, you know, what I have to say could, could potentially shut that down. So, so A, I'm not really taking him in and listening, which is which is a very unfortunate thing to do with your partner, your friend, anyone who you love about. It's so important to really notice and see where that person is energetically, um, emotionally. So first of all, I feel, you know, sometimes I'm not really taking him in. And then, you know, secondly, I'm not really thinking about how my words will impact um, him and his emotion. And um and, and luckily enough, we have a very good, very playful relationship. So he'll kind of call me out on that, you know, and he'll say, uh, couldn't you bring this up at a better time? And, you know, I kind of joke, I'm like, there's no good time to bring this up. What, you know, what am I going to wait for? Um, so luckily he's, you know, very patient and, and we can kind of laugh about it, but it certainly makes me think about the power of our words and when and how we tell someone something, whether, whether it's, you know, and I see it even in, in my own business. I see it with the people on my team. Um, I know that life is busy. There's not always like the perfect time to tell somebody something, especially something important. And that life is generally messy by nature and that, that's okay. But I think it would serve us all if we take a moment before we say to someone, hey, I don't think this relationship is working out. Or, you know, I'm not happy in my job here or any of these things that we want to communicate to someone, because I think a lot of the times if we don't take, the, take a beat to really think about what, how our words are going to land, then it's almost like if somebody threw something at you, the first thing you would do is like put your hands up to try to deflect it and to protect yourself. And I think the same thing happens when you kind of throw something at someone when they're not really prepared to hear it, um, and you don't sort of create that sacred space for them to receive it, that they will, the first thing they'll do is, is put their hands up and get defensive. Um, and you're, you're kind of missing out on the opportunity, uh, to let your words really land in in a, in a better way. If you, if you take a moment before,
0: it's kind of a conversation of patience, you know, like when I was reading that article, I felt, like, physically uncomfortable because I was like, oh, my God, that's me. That's what I do. Like, (laughs) ah. And it's so true. Like, I think that – I think for me, and you probably honestly relate to this um, maybe in that situation with your husband. It's, like, we work from home, and then at the end of the day, sometimes you want to just, like, tell everything to someone because you like, you know – and I think – I don't know if maybe it's, like, a a female thing, too, because – I just want to like emote on everyone and like tell everyone how I'm feeling and like talk about my emotions and um and I want to know other people's too but I think that can kind of get lost with me wanting to like tell my thing and speak when really it's about listening and feeling that moment and and waiting for that moment um and like you said, if you don't, your words won't be heard anyways. It's like talking to a brick wall, you know. They'll be defensive or just not present. So that just was such a fantastic post, and I'll I'll post in the show notes. But thank you so oh. much for just, like, talking that out because I think so many yeah. people can relate to that.
1: Yeah, and it's tough, you know. It's like especially when you're in partnership, intimate partnership, it's like you're together all the time, and you're also both really busy, and, you know, how do you find the right time? But, um, you know, one thing I try to do – when, when I'm not just throwing stuff at him. Uh, but one thing I do try to do is, you know, I'll be like, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about X. Um, like, do you, do you have it in you to like pay attention right now? And, 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 you know, I kind of give him the opportunity, like is now a good time oh, so to good. like, to talk about this. Um, and, and he'll either be like, yeah, awesome. You totally have my undivided attention. Um, I, I will say like, I'm, I, I, I am definitely a little bit better like I'm just a I actually am in the opposite where he I it takes me a little bit more to express myself so so I, I do a better job on the listening side actually quite honestly mm-hmm. like I, that's like one thing that I bring to the table that I think he really appreciates is that he can kind of throw anything at me at any time and I will immediately go into listening mode um that's just something that I'm good at and I really enjoy doing but it's it's a give and take you have to both be good at sharing and like setting up and making sure that that person is available to listen to you. Um, so I'll, I'll often set up and be like, hey, can I uh, dive into this topic right now? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's really good to think about that a little bit more clearly instead yeah. of just doing it kind of haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So another great post from the blog last week, I think you were talking about this experience you had. Um, going to a fitness class with your friend and a fellow hmm. Wellness Wonderland radio guest, Jessica Warner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were feeling, you weren't feeling the vibe in the room from the teacher, you know, the whole thing just wasn't, your immediate reaction wasn't, like, super thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, you were able to kind of coach yourself through that class and, and really find, courage in in the moment and i find that when i'm not doing shrink session at home and i'm you know even on a on a soul stroll or i'm going to another fitness class i find myself bringing a mantra in in my head mm. and it can really or or not even with fitness when i'm like doing anything challenging like a, you know driving somewhere and i'm like nervous to get there i'll i'll bring a mantra in so can you talk a little bit about the power of mantras and the way you were able to use it in that class and just in your life um and I would love to know more about um with with strength session how linking the the mantras with the movement makes the mantra so much more powerful Mm -hmm. and I've heard too that we as humans are meant to move to find our creative ideas and to really like get out of our heads so Mm. I really want I'm sorry this is like 12 questions (laughs) I would love to know like the actual moment where you figured out this idea and was it just hit you like this is Everything that I love, you kind of merged into one thing called shrink session because you loved mantras and you loved movement and dance and all of these things. So I would love to know, like, how you still use it in your life and when you came up with the idea how you knew or if you had a feeling like this is going to be it. This is going to be amazing. Like, I'd Mm. love to just know about all of that.
1: Yeah. Well, let me take it back to just talking about the post a little bit because I think it ties into to everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I realized when I, I was at this workout class and I like, like you said, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I was tired. I wasn't really that interested. And I it think was we've cold all, in the room, it was which cold I hate. in the room. I hate it. You know, I was just like, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. And I think and it we've was all, early. <laughs> it, yeah, well, actually, it was, like, 5.30 at night, um, oh, but, like, oh. and oh. I actually prefer to work out early in the day, or not that, not at 5.30 in the morning, but I like an early worker because by the end of the day, my brain is, like, tired, and I'm just, like, over it, and I just kind of want to, like, relax, yeah. but.
0: Um, that's so funny. Know. It was 5.30, because when I read it, I was like, oh, it's 5.30 a.m., and then I was thinking that you went to West Coast time, so I'm like, oh, poor Erin, that's, like, oh. 3.30 for her <laughs> when no. I read the post. You <laughs> not catch me in a 5.30 a.m. workout class. For the life of me, no way. <laughs> oh, so funny.
1: Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. So that um, makes
0: it slightly better. At least it wasn't yeah, in the middle of the night your time. <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, no, no. It was in the evening. But
1: you know, I think we've all had experiences with workouts where, you know, we're just not into it and we kind of phone it in. Um, and you know, sometimes I think that phoning it in if you just sometimes just showing up is enough, you know? I really do believe that. So I, I want to make that very clear that Just getting yourself there and and showing up, even if you can't put much behind it, sometimes that's all you got and that is good enough. But I think a lot of the times what I see, you know, I've had the advantage of teaching, you know, thousands of live classes. I've had the advantage of traveling all over the country and all over the world, getting to see other forms of workout and be in other classes. And I really pay attention to how people move and how people show up. And I think a lot of times is that people are very comfortable phoning it in. And that is sort of where they live with their workouts. And I think that it's a miss and it's not a miss because you're not getting the the most out of the workout or you're not burning the most calories or any of that nonsense. What I think it's a miss is that when you kind of just phone it in is that you're not getting the emotional benefit from moving your body that is so possible. And that's what I'm most interested in when it comes to fitness, when it comes to working out, when it comes to moving your body, is how can I get a an emotional shift? How can I create movement like on every level, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually? And what I wrote about in that post was that, you know, I was doing this workout and I looked over and I, and I was like really phoning it in quite honestly. And I looked over and I saw this girl in the corner of the room and she was giving it her all. I mean, she was going for it. She was exercising for her life. And you could tell that it wasn't just about her wanting to burn calories. Like you could just tell she was just putting her whole heart and soul into it. And I was like, you know. Doing that, I want everyone to really get this because this is really important. this is what i what I realize as in all the classes that I teach and, and when I see in order to do that, I want you to know it takes a tremendous amount of courage. it takes courage to say i 'm going to do this workout i don 't care what anybody else is doing i don 't care what crap i 'm carrying around i don 't care what the teacher's doing i 'm going to put my heart and soul into this because it's vulnerable to do that. It's vulnerable to move the way that girl was moving with her everything and really going for it. And, and, it, and it takes a lot of courage to do it. Um, the beautiful thing is that when you move like that, that's when your life begins to open up. That's when you connect with your heart. That's when you connect with your greater ideas. That's when you move into flow because it really is, as you said, it's about getting out of your head, out of the small thinking, out of the overanalyzing, out of the judgment, out of the doubt and into your body and into your heart. And so that is what we do with shrink session. It's really not about, you know, just, like I said burning calories or, or any of any of that it really is about creating internal emotional and, and mental and spiritual movement and uh, you know one of the ways in which we do that is that we're using mantras out loud and I'll quickly go into the reason behind the mantras and why they're so effective is that you know, you, we really only can think one thought at a time. So either, you know, even right now you're either like really engaged in what I'm saying here and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you maybe even you're having a moment where you like go and you check, you know, something else on your phone. Right. So then you're thinking about, Oh shit, I got to send that email or whatever. But it's, it's one or the other. It's not, it's not both. We really, as much, as much multitasking as we think we could do, we really only can think one thought at a time. What have like one driving force at a time. And we bounce around a little bit. And so with that in mind, when we're working out, it's like, you're either, you're either thinking like, you're either thinking about what's for dinner and this teacher sucks and this is boring or or whatever. That's, you know, we kind of have those internal dialogues or or a lot of people, if if working out is is a struggle or they don't like it, you know, they start to think this is really hard. I'm not good at this, or oh, I don't look good in the mirror. So, that, so, so the reason why we use the mantras all working out is because we want to replace those thoughts with powerful thoughts. So that the only thing that you can be thinking while you're moving are thoughts about being powerful, being centered, being confident. I am strong now. I manifest success. I call in my greatness. And that when you repeat those thoughts over and over again, so we say them out loud because saying them out loud, you know, activates the voice. So once we activate the voice, it's sort of the, the other thoughts, the negative thoughts, the doubtful thoughts kind of are forced to quiet down because we're actually using the voice, which is vibration in our body. And, we, and then eventually after you repeat them and you, you put movement to it, you, the goal is to start to really embody uh, these feelings. So it's not just a thought. I am confident, like, Oh, that's a nice idea, but it's a feeling. So you're doing this movement and you're saying, I am confident and you're, you're sending a new message to every cell, every muscle, every bone in your body. What does confidence feel like? Not just what is it, what might it think, what, what might it be like intellectually? It's a feeling. And, um, and that's really where the mantras come into play and why they are so powerful when you're moving.
0: I love that. It, I think I said this maybe in the last um, interview we did, but when I found Shrink Session, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, this makes so much sense to me because when I would study for exams or tests or anything, like, and from middle school to college like I would always do this thing where like I would be trying to memorize something and I would like move my arms around I'd be like you know like two plus two four like I I don't know why but I would just like do it and when I was like studying with people like they would always like make fun of me it was like this weird thing I did I was like come on guys we gotta like memorize this and it was just like this weird thing and so and I would like say it out loud And, (laughs) or I would like walk around, like saying the things I needed to memorize, like on my way to like the test in college. And when I found this, and and um, especially the soul stroll, which is like my favorite thing ever, and really like introduced me to your work for the first time, because I did one of your challenges, which we have coming up now that this um, podcast is out. Um, and the first day is this thing called the soul stroll, which is basically walk. I'm like doing your job right now. But <laughs> I'm like the yeah. I'm like the poster girl. I'm your fangirl, girl. So um, it's basically going on a 20 minute walk um without any distractions and saying mantras in your mind and Aaron leads you through it with like some really hype music and it's it's just amazing and I did that that first day and it was like this is amazing like this is what i've been looking for um so so that was so great and it really helped me because i struggled a ton with exercise i really liked yoga but i i wanted something else something different and um, all exercise, I just really don't. I just really don't love. And I have. I think a lot of us have this relationship to exercise that um, comes from punishment. From mm-hmm. um, in gym class right when you had to like run the mile and like I'm like scarred from that because I was always the last one and then we'd have to do sit and reach after that where (laughs) the worst I know I was good at the sit and reach I was always really flexible Uh, so I always felt like I could like make up for being the slowest person with that but either way it was terrible and um and then I found shrink session and it was something that I'm still like probably not the best person in the world at it, but that's not the point. And that's what you're so gentle and inclusive with the program that it's, it's so amazing. And you can, as long as you're moving, that's the point and you're feeling it. That's the point. It's not about looking a certain way or getting the moves perfectly right. And, and that's what I appreciate so much. So anyways, it's just so cool to hear about, you know, how that came to be and why the mantras are so important. So can you tell me, like, when you first started Drink Session years ago, like, did you know that it would be what it is today? Like, did you ever have a feeling, was this the vision that you had for it, or did it exceed even what you thought it would become?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – it. <sighs> It, it's like a little bit of both. I mean, it has definitely, definitely exceeded, um, you know, my expectations in terms of who it reaches and, and the profound changes that, um, you know, that they are experience that the people who, who do this experience in their life, I could have never predicted that. And, you know, the emails that we get and the feedback that we get is it's really, it, it'll bring you to tears. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I had studied with a wonderful mentor who is who, who does some wonderful work in the world. She's got a program called Intensati, which also works with um, affirmations. And and she does really, really great work. And and so when it came time for me to kind of venture out and really start my own business, I was really excited about the people that I would get to reach on my own, sort of having my own brand and having my own uh, vision and, and really bringing together uh, my own life skills into my business. Um, it was really exciting. So I'm super grateful for all the wonderful uh, mentoring that I received from her and, and sort of where it led me to today. It's a real blessing.
0: That's so great. It's so great that you were able to be inspired by something and then make it your own and do it your own way and bring it to even more people, which is the goal of any creative thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's our, that's our goal, I think. That's that should be our goal as, um, you know, seekers and people who are in your circle as well. As is, is, we take what we you know we we take what we're inspired by and then we we make our own so that we can reach people who will hear it from us you know i think that's that's part of our duty is to spread the light and to spread it in a way that we know how and in a language that feels right for us because there'll be other people who will hear it you know it's one of the amazing things i love about louise hay and about hay house which i know you're working with is that you know I, louise will get up i know she's not speaking now but she'll get up and say Look, all of these authors are are kind of more or less saying the same thing, you know? Um, but they're all going to say it a little differently and they're going to say it in different voices and they're going to have a little bit of a different spin and some of you are going to relate to some of them and some of you are going to relate to others of them and, and that is that is the beauty of this because everyone there is going to be sharing their light and it's going to land differently on different people and I think that's really you know, our job as entrepreneurs in, the, in this sort of wellness space and uh, self-discovery space that, that we do that, that we spread the light so that people will hear it from us.
0: I'm so glad that you talked about that because I think that originality kind of stops people from Mm -hmm. creating a lot of times and I think at the end of the day no one does it like no one there's not another Aaron and there's not another Katie there's not another you listening and I often say this but you know the message is the same largely, you know, whether it's coming from, yeah, even though you and I like focus on different things and do different work, like we're really saying the same thing, like totally happier and (laughs) be yourself. And, you know, and I think that the message is kind of like Mexican food, right? You know, it's all beans and cheese and, and corn, you know, but some people (laughs) like it through burritos, some people like it through tacos, (laughs) some people like it through enchiladas, but the same day, at the end of the day, it's all the same nutrients, you know? Right. Um, that's why we need so many voices. We need so many people doing different things because different people are going to be attracted through different vehicles.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're kind of getting into like the, the conversation about, you know, being a leader, which I'm sure that you have a lot of people, um, in your community who are looking to do that and grow their own things and grow their own businesses. Um, but I think, uh, I think part of the thing to remember that when you're stepping into leadership, this is really important to remember, and um, it's something I've always felt really strongly with, and it was really nice to hear Elizabeth Gilbert talk a little yes. bit about it through her new book, but, you know, your first order of business is to take care of yourself and to find your own self-expression, and, I, you know, we just were doing we just were doing a big search for um, customer service candidates, and as I talked to some of them, the ones that I interviewed as we got down to the final ones, I, I told them, I was like... Here's what you need to know about how we run our company or at least how I run my company is that the first order of business is that I that I am creatively and fully expressed and, and feeling good and feeling happy like that is numero uno for me that you know that I am uh, experiencing life and teaching my lessons and and really fulfilling myself and my own purpose And then I want to make sure that everyone on my team is doing the same thing, that like they feel fully and creatively and totally expressed and that they feel like they are contributing in a way and that they're excited about their work. Those are like the very first order of businesses. And then it goes out to like our, you know, our customers, like, if we are doing that then our customers will feel that and they we will be giving them permission to do that as well but it's so important that we start with that so i think it's really important that for those who are listening who are you know looking to become leaders is that this that you're when you kind of get into this internal conversation about competition or there's too many other people doing it out there part of it doesn't really even matter because your first order of business is serving yourself. And if that means talking about spirituality in the way that you need to talk about it, then that is what you must do without worrying about whether or not it sounds like, you know, the person next door.
0: Mm, That's so true. And how amazing was Elizabeth Gilbert's book?
1: Oh yeah. So good. I mean, she's awesome. Yeah. She's she's amazing. I read it in one day.
0: Nice. It was so good. I just couldn't put it down. Um, Yeah, I'm so glad that that we talked about all of that. I think, too, you know, a lot of people just have these ideas, but taking action can kind of help people, can make people feel stuck in that way. So can you talk about, like, how it's so important to have the vision for what you want in your life, but also to take action and take what you call, which I love, inspired action?
1: Yeah, I'm a big big fan of of taking action and, and maybe you know sort of it's it's sort of the third step I like to say that in the course of uh, manifesting um that you gotta, you know, at some point you gotta put your head down and and do the work um and, and take the steps. And I think a lot of times people will think that they should wait to take action until they're feeling confident. But I think yeah, the opposite is true. I think that you actually gain confidence by taking the action. I think the more action you take, it's almost like you're proving to yourself, I got this. Oh, my God, I could do this. Holy cow, that worked out. Oh, my God, I got a response. Um, And that is what gives you the confidence. It's not that you get the confidence and then you say, oh, I'm going to do this. And I think that when you're moving into territory that is unfamiliar and scary and you've never done it before, you are going to feel afraid. It is going to be scary. And again, something that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about. Um, I love that she talks about it, you know, together that, you know, creativity and fear are like conjoined twins or whatever she, she said, um, that, you know, when you're taking action, it's not that fear disappears. It's, it's there, but then you gain the confidence from taking the action. And I think that it, it's, it's also a way, action, I believe, is also a way, you know, when you have a desire and when you say, I, I want this, I want this thing, I want to build a business, I want to reach people, I want to have a relationship, I want to change my body. You know, it's sort of like life is like wonderful, great, I love that idea, okay, all right, let's make something happen. So what do you want to do? And then you start taking action and life is like, oh, she really means it. All right. Well, let me take some action to help you out then. you know. And I think that's kind of how it works. I think your, your action is, uh, it's almost an offering. I like to think of it as it's an offering to life that says, hey, I'm really serious about this. I really want this. I mean it. Let me show you what I got. And life is like, ah, oh, good work, sister. Yes, let's keep going, you know, and, and life will meet you. Um, and that's what I really love about inspired action.
0: Yeah, it's so it, – that's so good. And I think the other thing too that, that you've spoken about a lot before is that the thing that we actually want isn't actually the thing. It's the feeling behind mm-hmm. what we think that thing will bring us, right? You know, we think we want the body. We think we want the – apartment or the job or the boyfriend but what we really want is how all of those things will make us feel so getting in touch with the why behind all of it is is so important and crucial and i love that that that's a main part of your work around manifestation too
1: Yeah. And, you know, and also the taking of the action often produces those feelings. Exactly. So like you said, you know, it's not, it's not about the thing. It's not about the end result. It's about that you want to, you know, you want to feel confident in your body or you want to feel in love. And, you know, I have, I have a great story actually that, um, When I first got engaged, um, I was, you know, I was absolutely one hundred percent certain that he was my guy, without a doubt. You
0: guys met in elementary school. We went, yeah, we
1: went to elementary school together, and I moved away when I was twelve. We hadn't seen each other in many, many, many years. I didn't know him all that well in elementary school, and um, and then we we connected in New York City. And when we first started dating, I I mean, like right away, I was like, he's, I'm done. This is it. This is my guy. Um, How did
0: you guys meet? Like, how did you reconnect?
1: I I was actually teaching a class. Um, at Equinox, where I was was teaching for a while, and he saw my name, and he he thought, oh, is that the same Aaron Stutland that I went to elementary school with? And so he came and took my class. That's so
0: funny. That's such a Mm -hmm. cool
1: story. Yeah, and then we had a couple other very serendipitous um, run-ins after that. Yeah, I actually share a little bit of the story on the blog. You can search for I think it's called my love story. Um, oh, cool. yeah, sure it's a nice story with some really great love lessons. If, if one is looking for, uh, for, for my single folks out there, it is a really good story. Um, cause it was, it was well worth the wait to find him. And even when we got, so when we got engaged, despite the fact that I was a hundred percent certain, you know, about that he was the one, I, I had a lot of feelings about being engaged that I wasn't, I was very surprised about because I think it was a big identity change for me. Um, I, I think I just like, wasn't, I was surprised. I wasn't quite ready. I was, I was feeling, uh, you know, I think everyone experiences this really differently. Some girls are like, Oh my God, happiest time of my life. I'm engaged. And I was like feeling really conflicted, um, and it really didn't have anything to do with him. It had everything to do with my own internal, you know. I'm not great with change. What does this mean? Who am I now? What What does this mean to be someone who's like engaged, to be married? Does that change my identity? It, it was like really, it was like it was like if you have long hair and cutting your hair short, and you look in the mirror, and you're like, who is that? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that and it was it was real, you know. It was really what I felt, and and I remember I was like feeling you know, almost like, I almost like didn't want to wear my ring for the first week because I was like feeling so insecure and And you
0: have to talk about it all the time.
1: Yeah. 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 Then you have to talk about it and then people expect you to be happy. And then I was like, well, if I'm not happy, they're going to think that I'm not really in love with this guy or that I don't want to be engaged. And it wasn't that at all. And so I just, I like didn't wear my ring for the first week when I met with some friends, I didn't even want to tell anyone, um, because of my internal conflict. And I had a conversation with my coach Um, who I've worked with for many years, who I love dearly. And she said, "Aaron, let me ask you something because she was, she knows me. And she was like, obviously this is what you want. And this is who you want to be with. You just, your feelings haven't caught up yet, you know, Mm -hmm. to you, your, your true feelings haven't caught up because you're a little bit caught in, in fear right now. So she said to me, you know, how would someone who wasn't happily engaged, who was excited about being engaged, how would they act? And I and I that night I, I had an event to go to and I was like, Well, you know, they'd probably like wear the ring and they probably like tell their friends and they'd probably like, you know, come out a little bit. And she was like, I want you to do that tonight. That's what you're gonna do tonight. And I was like, Oh my god, but I'm scared, you know? Uh-huh. And all these feelings. And and so that night I wore my ring and like I showed it to my friends, and of course they were so happy. And um I and, and just by taking acting as if I was, you know, a uh, a happily engaged person, like my feelings then caught up to me very quickly, very, very quickly. And suddenly I was like, Oh my God, this is great. What the hell was I worried about? Why was I freaking out about, you know? But that was a great example of, you know, taking action before you are ready. Because had I been left to my own devices, I would have been like keeping my ring at home and like not want to talk about it with anyone. You know what I mean? For like several weeks, I needed to kind of push myself into action so that my feelings would catch up.
0: Oh, that's such a good story. I love that. That's so helpful. And this is, here's like a little story that I have kind of about this too. Like when I was first starting this podcast, I sent out, you know, people often ask me, like, oh, how do you get these people to come on the show? And I was like, Well, I just send out a lot of emails humbly, like telling people I really love their work and giving them a a platform to to share it. And I get a lot of no's too. But statistically, some people have to say yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And but I remember like when I first started, like there was no podcast yet. I was just wanting to have one. And Mm -hmm. I sent um, out a bunch of emails. And I remember I was on a plane and the first person responded back to me. And said like yeah, of course I'd love to. And from there, I just was like, oh yeah, I have a podcast. Just because ah. I took that that <laughs> right. action to, and somebody said yeah, so I was like, oh well, now I gotta make it, you know. Right, right, right. So, um, so sometimes it's like you said, just like take the action, and then then that made me feel like a boss, you know, just totally. And I had really no reason to at that point, but it was it was really cool. So um, yeah, I think that's super inspiring, and I love that story about your ring, and that's so amazing so now he doesn't let me live that down by the way he likes to make fun of me for that (laughs) (laughs) what is what what, did the dynamic change with you guys after you got married have there been any lessons that you've learned um other than the communication thing Mm -hmm. just from changing even to after changing from being engaged to being married was that another kind of hurdle to milestone thing for you
1: Actually the get the mar- getting married was like a beautiful transition. That one I had no resistance around. I think maybe because the engagement sort of prepared me for it. Um and I think it's like a smaller leap from being, you know, engaged to married than like single to engaged. At least the way I saw it in my mind, but everyone is probably different on that. Um so the only thing really, I mean the the biggest thing that I think has changed in our relationship is really, truly the deepening of love. It just gets, like, more profound and more beautiful and, you know, uh, and more amazing. At least that's been my experience so far. Um, you just, you, I think you just join forces on a deeper level of partnership. You want the best for your partner. Um, I think that's how we feel about each other. Uh, we actually were having a stupid argument the other day. We're like, "Who loves the other one more?" I was like, "I love you more." He's like, "No, I love you so stupid." Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, we were kind of having a joke about it, but like, I really, I do, I, I, you know, I love him so much, and the love only continues to grow with every passing day, and that is just something I would have never, um, really, never expected. I thought like, oh, you know, you get married, and then it kind of just like starts to fall off, but. I don't know that the longer, you know, the longer we're together, the more I love him. So, so that's
0: good. <laughs> I think that fight is the fight that every relationship should aim for. <laughs> like that is like the ideal fight.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so funny. We're so ridiculous. It's so we're cute. We're very playful together, which is, which is really good.
0: Best. Yeah. yeah best. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So this is kind of switching gears, switching topics, but This podcast and what I do, I focus a lot on body image and on helping people feel really good in their bodies and okay with their bodies because I think for a lot of us, especially as women, um, we spend so much time trying to change our bodies and trying to fix our bodies and trying to manipulate our bodies through really unhealthy means to look a certain way And, and that was the case for me, which all the listeners have heard a lot about, so I would love to know, you know, especially with someone being in this fitness industry or this wellness industry and in this space and your career before that with being a performer and a dancer and an actor, I would love to know, have you ever struggled with body image and and feeling like your body needs to look a certain way? And how is that something that you've dealt with?
1: Yeah, um, it's a great question. And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, it's definitely something, and it's, it's you know, probably why I'm in the industry that I'm in so that I can, like I said, serve myself and heal my myself and my own issues. I think coming from, you know, growing up as a dancer, there's obviously a lot of pressure to look a certain way, and there's this sort of perfection that you're going after. And so for me, um, that body image, you know, issues really started when I was in, really when I was in high school, um, when I really became conscious of like, oh, my body should really do this and it should look like this. Um, and, and I, and I really, really struggled with it, um, through high school and, uh, you know, decrease my calories as much as I possibly could. And, um, and I never, you know, I never got treatment for it, but I think a lot of it was, you know, when you're not, eating i think you're also experienced it's hard to know what comes first the chicken or the egg it's hard to know whether or not like depression and anxiety start to cause body image issues they sort of it's sort of like anxiety turned funneled towards that particular issue because i think you know i think a lot of us who are uh I'm well. I won't say it because I won't. I, don't, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I know I'm a, a sensitive being, and I think there's people who are more prone to anxiety and depression than others. I'm one who's definitely more prone to it, and so I think when we struggle with anxiety or depression, that anxiety can get funneled into a variety of crazy things. So for some people, it's you know body image stuff. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's yeah. drinking. For some people, it's shopping, whatever it may be. And So for me, you know, it definitely got funneled into body image issues. And, and then when you're not eating, you're only going to exacerbate your anxiety and depression, you know? Um, so, so then it becomes, like I said, sort of the chicken or the egg. Is it, is it my body that's causing me to feel anxious is my anxiety that's causing me not to like my body what's what's happening here and um and it's it's a it's a cycle it's like a little bit of a hamster wheel that i definitely was on for a long time through high school and even through college because i danced in college and then you know when i got out of college and i moved to new york city and i was dancing and then moved into acting which again is an industry that values obviously mostly uh external uh, appearances, this has been, you know, an ongoing conversation, uh, in my life for sure. And I've struggled with it at different times. Um, I will say that the work that I've done with shrink session has really transformed my, helped me transform that internal conversation. It's given me a way to, to, uh, feel powerful inside of myself. Whereas I think, which I'm sure you've struggled with as well. I was actually just reading your story on refinery twenty nine which congratulations for having that story and and congratulations for writing it so beautifully um, yeah, but I think you know that that internal struggle is um it's, it's a lot. And it kind of, you feel powerless over it to some degree. Um, and you don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to change it. You don't know how to shut down those inner voices. You know, how do I stop this? How do I even be, how am I supposed to think, you know? And if you've never been taught how to think, like really how to hold, hold the thought, I'm wonderful because the, you have to hold that. Like it's, that's not, that, that's not just like a fleeting thought. You have to hold that. You have to live that. And if you've never really experienced that on a physiological level, it's very hard to, to hold that. I'm wonderful. I am loved. I am special. I'm outstanding. My life is amazing. Um, and because of the work that I do in shrink session, you know, I get the opportunity to do that, to like physicalize those words and those feelings. And that's really helped me tremendously when it comes to, when it comes to body image. Absolutely. Um, I And yeah, it's not, it's, I go through little phases still now and now and again in my life where I'm like, Oh, I start to get, but I am able to catch it really fast so that it doesn't become a spiral, a shame spiral that um, I get sucked into.
0: That's so great. And I think something that really has helped me um, and this has to do with strength session too, actually, is that I, I heard in Marianne Williamson's book, a return to love in the body chapter Um, or when she talks, I don't know if it's a whole chapter. I think it is actually. Anyways, Mm -hmm. when she talks about that, she says she works out and exercises because when she does, she actually thinks about her body less. And that changed everything for me that really helped me because and this is something that you never do with shrink session which I love it's it's never like punishment or like do I've been to fitness classes before where sometimes the teachers say some really negative um, not body positive language and things like, I don't even want to say them because I don't like them. (laughs) Right. Just things that are like not very body positive and then they get in your head and it's happened to me a lot. And I try to shield myself from that. And shrink sessions, just this really like loving environment where it's like, I think of it more. And you really helped me with this, Erin, is this is something that you do for your mind, for clarity Mm -hmm. and for, Creativity and for openness and to to get out of your head. Something that I really struggle with is I really struggle with being in the present moment. It's kind of my thing I work on the most to be able to do. (laughs) And I think a lot of... We all do, right? You know, we're always on our phones or multitasking or in the past or in the future, like you were saying, what am I going to have for dinner? That conversation was weird earlier. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I think... Exercise when you're doing shrink session, especially you're like thinking about the movement and your body and the mantra, and that's it one thing at a time and when your mind does veer to one of those external thoughts from the past or the future, you are brought back with the mantra and and that's what I really like and I think about doing it as something to help me be more productive through my day, not really yeah. about changing the way my body looks. That's not the goal anymore and that's um and maybe you know when I first start started shrink session, it was, but I'm really proud of myself that it's not anymore. that's not mm. why I do it anymore, and that's really cool, so that's like a big win, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's awesome, and you know that's what all exercise can really be
1: you know, obviously sometimes when people come to a workout initially, obviously they're coming because, you know, they want to change something about their body or fix something about their body. But, um, movement can really be, you know, exercise can really be an opportunity to connect. If you think about this a little differently, like before you work out, like set an intention for yourself. And perhaps the intention is really to connect with your power. You know, like this morning I took a spin class and it was so great because, I was doing and I was like talking to myself and I was like, come on, girl, you got this, you know, and it was, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was not about like, you know, it was just about proving like it was about, it was about me encouraging me to call up and to pull up my own awesomeness and my own power and my own strength. And that is what Shrink Session does. It's teaching you how to pull that up for yourself so you're not relying on external circumstances to do that for you. So you're not relying on the world to say, good job, you're good enough. You're not relying on your boss to say, yeah, you're doing good work. You're not relying on your partner. You're not relying on your sister, your mother, or anyone else to say, you're worth it. This is about learning how to give that to yourself consistently um and that's what i love about and then i mean obviously you're you're moving around you know you're working up a sweat like you're going to you're going to feel a transformation physically as well i don't want to leave that out of the equation like this is it, it it will change your body but that will be a you know secondary uh, accomplishment that happens um from the work and and most people like you said who who experience the work like the the best benefit that I think people are more excited about is how they feel about themselves you know like because when you feel great about yourself you're like I look awesome in these jeans what are you talking about you know
0: and you feel good yeah whether the jeans fit differently or not you know I, yeah you, you can like I'm going rock this yeah. yeah it doesn't really the physical starts to matter less and less when yeah. the mental is in place and I think that that's that's the real awesome thing about it and do you want to know another side effect from shrink session Erin? Yes, please. So, okay. So, you guys, if you start doing it a lot, you'll start memorizing all these, like, combinations of mantras in your mind. And then what I do, like, if I'm, like, in my head about something or just, like, worried about something or, like, whatever, I'll just start, like, saying the shrink session mantras in my mind. Like, as this, like, weird, like – default reaction it's so weird but I'll be like I am strong now I have all that I need and I just like sing them in my mind and it makes me feel better so there's a nice little side effect you can say these mantras in your mind and anytime you're feeling upset and you can make any when you do it enough you can really make any situation feel better just because you know that you're powerful and wise you have all that you need it's just like all up there in your head it just becomes like part of you it's really yep. awesome
1: it's like you're, it's like your own little you know index you're like let me pull this one up let me pull yeah. this file up <laughs> yeah exactly it's
0: so good. It's great okay so let's um wrap up with some fun questions okay cool okay so what is your favorite season and why <gasps>
1: Summer (laughs) Summer, I love the heat. I love the heat. I love the sunshine. I love the light. I love the long days. I love the green that you see and the earth. Summer, summer, summer.
0: Oh, I love summer too. And it's so short. (laughs) Why is it so much longer? (laughs) Or maybe we just need to move. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, so we're coming up in the holiday season and what does that time mean to you? And what advice do you have for people during that? season that's so busy and, and can be really stressful at times. Yeah. I mean I,
1: I well I want to invite everyone to come in, and sign up for the say it, sweat it, get it challenge. That's which is one. how I found yeah during the holidays. During the holidays we do it during this time for an absolute reason. It's, it's not right just arbitrary. Yeah. yeah, it's um, you know, we want to keep help keep you moving through the holidays. I think that's one of the most important things is like with you know with the stress of the holidays, family stuff, extra food. Uh, you know, some people experience different feelings around the holidays. It's not always so positive. So, one of the ways in which to change that and make sure that you are feeling your very best is to be moving your body. Um, and to be moving your body in a way that's joyful and that feels good, all the things we've been talking about. So the say it's what I get It challenge, uh, we are giving you short workouts that you can do from home, from anywhere, uh, over the course of about a week. And then we give you, and then, and then you can keep doing them from, for several weeks. So that's my biggest, that is my biggest thing around the holidays is that, um, even for myself now, as we're moving like into November is to make sure that like, I just keep moving my body as much as I can. Um, without overdoing it, I'm not, and I don't believe that you have to go to extremes uh by any by any stretch, but I think a little movement every day goes a really long way.
0: That's why this challenge is so awesome. It's five days, and she gives you this amazing fresh five minute workout every day and it's so much fun and I still do the five minute workouts like all the time when I just like need only have five minutes, which is like yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and it's it's really fun and I think that every, it's completely free too. So totally. the links in the yeah. show notes. Um and and it's a really great way to try string session because you can just try it and you can be like completely decide for yourself because yeah. we can talk about this all day. But it's not really I don't know. I, I feel like shrink session's a really hard thing to talk about. I feel like yeah. I didn't really understand it until I did it. So I yeah. think that um if I were you listening and if this is new, I would probably just try the challenge because it's free and just earn yeah. one day of it and just see if if it works for you or not because it's really something you have to try and experience and yeah, I'm obsessed with it. So yeah, um, and we don't links. do we,
1: don't, we only do the challenge like twice a year, um, as of right now. So take advantage now if you're like, Oh, I don't know, maybe do it now. Yeah. And and sign up for it. And um and I promise you will and have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And I do the videos all the time, but that's because I have the shrink session program. So if you do get the program, you'll get access to these videos, but you have to um try it now just for this little bit of time to be able to try them out for free. So I'm so excited that it's challenge time because it's just so fun to watch. I always love when you do the the challenge every year at this time of year because so many new people get to experience it and everyone's like hashtagging shrink session and we're all doing it together and it's just, it's more exciting and yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's a a, a really fun time. Lots of new energy flowing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we talked a little bit about confidence. Um, What are your go-to like, tips when you need to feel confident? Like, is it something, um, that you wear or do or say like what, if you're feeling like really like not confident or having like a body image moment or just not feeling good, like what do you do? Go.
1: For me, it's, it really comes back down to, to moving my body and it doesn't need to be a crazy workout. I mean, it could be some stretches, but it, it, it's about getting out of my head and into my body in some way and um that is usually you know usually honestly even 10 minutes five minutes 10 minutes will help me create that shift um so i get up and move i get up and move i'll put on music i'll dance anything to get me out of my head and into my body is what is what helps cool
0: what is your morning routine looking like now and what's kind of like your your typical day and kind of your evening routines
1: um, yeah. My morning routine is still the same as it's been for a long time, more or less. I mean, it varies a little bit, but I usually, I get up, I usually will either go, um, because I work mostly from home, I will go out to a cafe to do my morning pages, which is our, you know, three pages of stream of conscious writing. Um, and I like to think of, of that. I make a joke, like that's my commuting time. Cause if I did have to, you know, if I did have to go somewhere to work, like I would have to commute. So. For me, it's really good to get out of the uh, out of the house and kind of be amongst the people before I really get started with my workday. So I do that, or I'll go and do a class. I'll do a workout class in the morning, or get my own, or go do my own workout in the morning. And then I usually am like back and sitting at my desk by about you know ten ten thirty, and uh, getting work done. Um, so I'm kind of working throughout the day and meetings with different people or my team members. Um and then uh come the evening sometimes I have a couple nights that I teach here in New York City um or it's like just kind of getting ready to shut down and and hang out with my with my honey. Yeah, um, fighting about yeah. how
0: much you love each other. Yeah. Till the wee hours. <laughs> Till the wee
1: hours of the night. <laughs>
0: that's so great. Um what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self?
1: Mm, oh my gosh. Well, gosh, that's there's so much,
0: so much I would tell her. Um, tell me all of it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think, um, I, you know, I, I, I was, when I was 25, I was living a really big, creative, uh, unpredictable, didn't know what was going to happen next kind of life. And, um, and I think that I really enjoyed that, but I think there was also a part of me that was like, I should really get my shit together. You know, con- There con- was kind of a constant conversation of like, you need to get your shit together, Erin. And there was like this like kind of berating of like, you're doing okay, but get your shit together. And I think I would, um, you know, I would temper that voice a little bit because eventually you you get your shit together. Like it just kind of happens. I think it kind of comes together. It's not even that you have to do anything. It kind of comes together naturally. And I think that your twenties are really about quite honestly, not having it together. I think your twenties are about exploration, trying all this stuff, doing lots of different things. And so if anything, I would have just said to myself, like, enjoy it more. Like, Mm. don't worry about, uh, you know, you're not having it together all the time. Just enjoy it.
0: Mm, That's so so good.
1: Yeah. yeah, enjoy it. That's what I'm telling you, sister.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like our. I, I've i been saying this, but I feel like my 20s and where I am now is like the second adolescence that nobody really told me about, where I'm just like <laughs> learning about myself even more and more every day and changing so quickly. And I thought I like knew everything last year and then I realized I knew nothing last year, you know? It's, right, yeah. It's crazy how quickly we change.
1: I know. Um, it keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it always will, probably. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. So what's your favorite New York moment, favorite thing about living in New York?
1: Um, huh.
0: I I love – I just love getting to walk everywhere.
1: I love getting – I really love being amongst the people. I love walking around and seeing people and seeing how people – different people move and how they dress and how they act – um, I, it's such an, an awesome, unique experience and such an awesome, unique collection of individuals. Uh, and I love that. I love that about New York. It's, the, it's some of the, the best people in the world who are creative and open minded and ambitious and desire a lot and are interesting and interested. And I think that's cool.
0: Very cool. What's um, your um, favorite quote? I have so many questions I want to ask you. Like, I'm like going through my like best ones. <laughs> Ooh, favorite quote, my favorite quote, my favorite quote.
1: I love what you seek is also seeking you.
0: Oh, so good.
1: I think that's one of my favorites.
0: I love that too. Yeah. Okay, so you're dropped on a deserted island and you can only bring the following things. You can bring two people, one book, one TV show to binge watch, and one food to eat on <laughs> Oh my
1: God. Okay. My husband, um, the TV show is next, right? Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, hands down. Oh, oh sorry. I'm going to curse, but I love it with a
0: passion. <laughs> um, what was the next thing? Book that you want to get sick of?
1: Oh, a book. I think, um, oof, you know, I don't know. That's really tough. I, uh I don't know why I, I really don't know why I wanna say the Bible because I'm not a Bible reader mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm I'm not a religious person and I'm I'm Jewish and like I I don't know why I wanna say the Bible, but I just feel like it's so there's there's Go with the your reason gut. Yeah, the reason why I wanna say that is because there's so many wonderful stories and parables and spiritual lessons and you can dive in and you could dig in and i was like if that was all i had and that was the only thing i feel like there's an endless supply of uh stories and lessons and creativity in there so it might be the bible which is yeah. such a weird answer for me
0: <laughs> makes sense and then what food did you bring that you wouldn't get sick of that you could eat oh. like, every day
1: oh my god oh god oh god what oh jesus um
0: Hummus? Hummus <laughs> oh, is so good. That's a good answer. Okay, here's another food-related question. Okay. What's the best thing you've eaten in the last week?
1: In the last week? Um,
0: I actually yesterday made uh, shakshuka,
1: which is like t- a tomato concoction with some pepper and uh, harissa and uh, and uh, cumin and this mm. other, like a bunch of and garlic and onion, and then you, you make it in a... Um, like in a uh, in like a pan and then you drop like eggs in it and you cook the oh eggs my gosh. um and that was delicious if that I do say so myself delicious. Mm-hmm. it's amazing
0: um what's your favorite song lately like top 40 songs, because I know you like top 40
1: I do like top 40 um what am I listening to lately uh, what, what's the song? I don't know why I, it's, I don't know if it's really top 40 I minute mean it is top 40 music. It's a uh, freedom by Pharrell. Oh, it's cool. got like a good life. It's like starts like this and then it builds to something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got a good vibe. It's got I'm going to listen to it like right after this. Now I'm like craving it. <laughs> what's um, your favorite book you've read recently? Um, the husband's secret by Leanne Moriarty. So good. Page Ooh. turner. So good. Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Very cool. It sounds like it could be a like self-help book. (laughs) I know it totally could but I've actually been reading more fiction than anything else lately. That's good. (laughs) What about a movie recently or a tv show or something?
1: Um, I just saw The Martian the other night. Great movie. Beautifully done. uh, Beautifully acted and what I loved about that movie is I love the casting. The the woman the commander who was in charge of everything, was a woman, Jessica Chastain. The the, uh, the person who kind of solved uh, all of the major issues was a, a young African-American. There was another young woman who was, like, a brilliant scientist. I thought the casting, they really, uh, I, I thought, did great with the casting, and it was really important to see those people in those roles.
0: Oh, very cool. Um, um, what's the hardest time you've ever laughed, or, like, the, the time you've laughed the hardest?
1: Oh, um... Uh, I, my husband and I laugh a lot, so I would say sometime this weekend we probably laughed a bunch about something or another. <laughs>
0: oh, that's amazing. I want to, like, hang out with you guys. You just have to so fun. You should. You have to come to New
1: York and hang out with <laughs> us. Yes, someday.
0: We're, we'll yeah. make that happen for sure. Totally. Um, okay, so now, last time I asked you what living in a wellness wonderland means to you, but I have a new question now. So what are you wondering about now in your life or just mm. in general?
1: I am wondering, probably, uh, mostly about motherhood. <laughs> mm,
0: yay! That's so exciting.
1: Yeah, that's a big. That's the next, uh, you know, frontier, and it's a big one. It's a big wonderland. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's
0: a big humongous one. It's a
1: big one. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a, a, big, it's a big bump. bump.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Bumperia. Fun laughs> intended,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> This has been so much fun, and I'm so happy to know you and call you a friend and mentor and someone I get to hang out with on my computer like every morning when I do Shrink Session and then get to talk to you in real life is really, really cool. So thank you so much for coming back on the show, and thank you for the gift of Shrink Session and everything you do and share. I just think the world of you.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks for having me, and uh, I look forward to to um, our friendship growing and getting to see all the amazing things that you're doing as well
0: oh thank you thanks for listening you made it all the way to the end i'll be back next week but until then let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going so tweet at me at katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the wellness wonderland on facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on the wellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.